Hurpar Krat is a demonic creation that was written about by Aleister Crowley in his book, The Book of the Law. You have uh, Baphomet, which is the goat-headed being that is most closely associated with Satanism, actual Satanism. So they have all of these different prayers listing all the names of these demons, and they say, remember the names of the dead, look at the names of the dead, read the names of the dead. And it's, it's so it's, it's like a litany, like you'd have a litany of the saints, only it's for demons. My God. As a, as a lifelong practicing Catholic, I love my faith. I love my church. I still do. But this is abominable. And we have funded the enemies of this country. We have funded the enemies of our faith. And, and the reason I'm sound, sounding the alarm on this is because it's got to stop. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for coming on back to the show. That was Michael Hitchborn. He's the president of Lepanto Institute. And it turns out Archbishop Vagano was right in his letter to President Trump about the children of darkness. A satanic element has taken control of the Vatican, and now it's spilling over into all walks of life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start with this important broadcast, just a quick word about our sponsor. Just when you thought it was safe, interest rates spiked and new threats have come out of nowhere. Tensions are boiling from Asia to Europe and adapting to this turmoil is the key to safeguarding your wealth. Perhaps you've not considered gold before, but now is the time. It's insurance, and right now, you need some insurance. Noble Gold Investments has been protecting investors from disaster for years with precious metals. So if you're worried, it might be time to take a fresh look at gold and silver. Gold is a multi-century proven safe haven to shield your portfolio. And right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free three ounce silver American virtue coin with its new IRAs this month. If you open your Noble Gold Investments IRA or 401k rollover right now, you can claim your coin today. Remember, crisis brews, gold insulates. Secure yourself and your portfolio against the threats. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report here. Guys, I have a very, very important broadcast for you today. I have Michael Hitchborn on the line. He's the president of the Lepanto Institute. Do you guys recall Archbishop Pagano's letter to President Donald Trump? This is from his second letter to President Trump. And let me scroll down and just read this one paragraph. A global plan called the Great Reset is underway. Its architect is a global elite that wants to subdue all of humanity, imposing coercive measures with which to drastically limit individual freedoms and those of entire populations. In several nations, this plan has already been approved and financed. In others, it's still in the early stage. Behind the world's leaders, who are the accomplices and executors of this infernal project, there are unscrupulous characters who finance the World Economic Forum and Event 201 promoting their agenda. The purpose of the Great Reset is the imposition of a health dictatorship aiming at the imposition of libercidal measures hidden behind tempting promises of enduring a universal income and canceling individual debt. The price of these concessions, friends, I'll tell you myself, is total serfdom and slavery. And I'm telling you what, this current pope is in agreement with the Great Reset. I want to welcome our guest right now, Michael Hitchborn. And let me tell you guys a little something about this man. After 12 years of investigations, 
Hitchborn, the president of Lepanto Institute, has revealed vast ways that some of the leadership of the Catholic Church has strayed from biblical teachings and Catholic doctrine, and it gets far, far worse than that. Michael, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, sir, because look, all we care about is the truth. And you know what? We're not attacking the Catholic religion any more than Americans should be attacked for a puppet president sitting in the White House who I don't think was rightfully elected. So let's just be clear. There are great Catholics, but to some extent, it seems to me the Catholic Church has been hijacked. Do you think Archbishop Vigano has that right? I think he absolutely does. Um, what he is expressing is the deep concern that he has with what he called the deep church and also the deep state. And when we look at the two, the, whatever happens in the church is always mirrored in, in the world because it, it's it's kind of like St. John's Revelation. He saw a war in heaven. What was followed after that? A war on the earth. So there is always going to be that strife, and that strife that's going on within the church is always going to be reflected with the strife that's going on within the world. It's just the way that it is. So when he talks about what's going on in the deep church, we have to recognize that there was what appears very much to be a stolen papacy, uh, and it was reflected by what very much looks like a stolen presidency in the United States. So there are lots of mirrors and lots of parallels all over the place. I think he got it absolutely right. You mean Vigano got it absolutely right? Yes. Okay. Because here's the fundamental disconnect. Our founding fathers, through the Declaration of Independence, made it very clear that our rights are given to us by God, not by a man. And this pope, well, he seems to be aligned with the World Economic Forum and the rule of man. And he's saying we should give away our sovereignty. We should give away our liberty to these men who will Mm -hmm. then rule us forever. So that's the fundamental disconnect. The pope has lost all credibility, just like Joe Biden has lost all credibility, in my opinion. What say you? He did, he has lost he's lost <laughs> he's lost all of his credibility. But the thing is, I actually wrote a newsletter on this last week, where it's the the mockery is the point. Look at what's happened in the Catholic Church over the last ten years. You've had the Catholic Church fancy around with the idea that well, maybe the church could allow contraception at some point, or Maybe we should be allowing pro-abortion politicians to receive Holy Communion. Or, gosh, you know, we should be more welcoming to the LGBTQ community. Just recently, we had a Synod on Synodality, which is the most ridiculous title that you could possibly apply to a Catholic procedure within the, within the highest reaches, the Vatican. The documents for, the, for this Synod were all written in crayon font with crayon drawings all throughout the church has the greatest treasury of art available to any institution and it chose to write in crayon font the mockery is the point here that is absolutely stunning i'm going to give you screen share capabilities if you could call up an example of that at some point during this interview i would be grateful that is stunning because look here's the thing the vatican libraries yield the treasure of humanity's real history. And it's all being hidden from us. I mean, I am absolutely convinced at this point that the history of mankind is largely hidden from us, Michael. And we don't need to get into the weeds on that issue unless you have something specific to say about it. But from Tartaria to the Dark Ages, I don't think we're being told the truth about much of anything at this point. And the Vatican holds the treasures. The Vatican holds the truth in the Vatican libraries. You're, you're, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And uh, I do have those documents now, if you want to take a look at what we've got here. 
Yeah, please. Um, That's stunning. Crayon, a crayon font. Yeah, yeah. you can't think of anything more satirical and insulting than that. So here is the front cover for the Synod on Synodality document. This was produced by the Vatican. You can see right here, they, they have this ridiculous crayon drawing with this strange outline of, of people walking in a particular direction. This, this image means absolutely nothing. There is no iconographic imagery that would reflect a true meaning out of any of this picture. But looking at the font, the font is in crayon as if it was written by a 12-year-old. Then you look throughout the course of the document, even the table of contents is written in this font with all of these different pastel colors throughout. The quotes that they give are all written in crayon font. So the ridicule that's going on of the Catholic Church from the hierarchy is the point. It, it, and it, it's a reflection of what happened with the uh, the passion of our Lord. What happened from the moment that he was arrested all the way through the time that he was crucified on the cross, he was spat upon, he was mocked, he was made fun of, he was insulted, he was blasphemed. This is what's happening to the church, and it's happening from within. We've got priests that are doing ridiculous things up on the altar. They're giving blessings with guitars. They're blowing bubbles during the mass. They they are absolutely ridiculing the church. This is this is a pure reflection of what happened during the Passion. Well, before we go any further, I should point out that evidently one of the most prolific offenders is called the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, and you've really dug into this. And one of the things the CCHD has chosen to do is give over $100,000 in tithes to a group that literally prays to demons, has altars built to Satan, and shows the use of witchcraft. Can you tell us about that? Because that should be the line in the sand for any Christian. I don't, and by the way, where does the average Catholic stand on any of these issues? Well, the average Catholic <laughs> says, oh, we don't pray to demons. Uh, I mean, that's kind of fundamental to everything that we believe. But uh, this organization, you have to remember, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development was founded in 1969, and the sole purpose was to give Catholic funds to Saul Alinsky's community organizing groups. That's why it was created. So for the last 50 years, I'm just the latest in, in a long line of people who have raised, sounded the alarm and said, there's a serious problem here. These groups are promoting things that go directly against the church. We shouldn't be financing our own enemies, but that's what they're doing. The latest, uh, the latest thing that we've discovered uh, has to do with this organization called Planting Justice. It got $120,000 from the CCHD going back to around 2018, as far as I could tell. And this organization, now to begin with, the CCHD, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, claims that they thoroughly vet these organizations. They have a very thorough, very rigorous application process that these they run these organizations through. And then they have a monitoring process where they make sure that the organization is in line with church teaching throughout the time of the grant. Well, if that's true, then they are 100% complicit with what took place in 2013 when Planting Justice on their own Twitter platform said they, they tweeted this, remembering our dead on the International Transgender Day of Remembrance. Mm -hmm. And then they had to commemorate this day, dot, 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 and they put a, they provided a link to an article that they produced on their own website. If, uh, if you want, I can screen share this, but uh, there are pictures here of the altar that they erected. 
uh, with pentagrams. Uh, there's a, a pagan idol on this altar. Yeah, please share. Uh, yeah, okay, let me go ahead and do yeah, that. And by the way, let me just say, so it's funny to me that uh, the uh, wordplay that happens with these organizations, so Catholic Campaign for Human Development, as they fund the trans movement, to me, it should be renamed the Catholic Campaign for Human Regression. Just like, okay, so the UN says sustainable development, but what does mm -hmm. that actually mean? It means, means yeah. nothing for we the people, right? We need to live as serfs under UN Agenda 2030. Yep, yep. I did a, a highly detailed report on the SDGs and showed how each one of the 17 planks of the Sustainable Development Goals aligns with not only the, the planks of communism, but with uh, the, the activities of communist parties uh, since 1917. But um, with this article here, this this these are pictures that come straight from Planting Justice's website. And the guy who wrote the article, his name is Chris Hughes. He identifies as transgender, specifically gender queer, he says. And he wrote today, November 20th, 2013, happens to be or happens to have been our Planting Justice staff meeting. So he's talking about this happening during a staff meeting in their staff offices. He said, it is also the, the International Transgender Day of Remembrance 2013. To commemorate this day, I asked the Planting Justice staff if I could set up an altar before our meeting. I also read the names of the dead, inviting them to sit in with our staff, pictures of the altar to follow. Now, Here's here's what was at the base of the altar. There's a Jinka hand symbol. So you see that here, which is it's an Indian symbol that's used in their rituals. You've got a golden apple, which is a big proponent or, or a big aspect of Wicca. You have this little plaque. There's a pentagram at the plaque. There's a Guy Fox mask. Then you see here they've got this altar set up. They've, they have a pagan idol. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's something. They have a pentagram here at the base of what looks like a, a little altar slab. And they have these books, All Soul, All Body, All Love, All Power, A Trans Mythology. And then they have this little booklet where they read the names of the dead or they placed the names of the transgender dead um, on that altar. There's the pentagram again. <clears throat> Good Lord. And then they actually published the prayers that they recited. It says, I list the names of the dead with a prayer to the gods preceding and a prayer to the dead afterward. And they prayed to Hermaphrodotus, which is the Greek god by which we get hermaphrodism, uh, you know, both male and female sex organs on one person. Um, Parkrat is a demonic creation that was written about by Aleister Crowley in his book, The Book of the Law. You have... Uh, Baphomet, which is the goat-headed being that is most closely associated with Satanism, actual Satanism. So they have all of these different prayers listing all the names of these demons, and they say, remember the names of the dead, look at the names of the dead, read the names of the dead. And it's it, so it's it's like a litany, like you'd have a litany of the saints, only it's for demons. My God. My God, Michael, let me do a screen share. And I want you to keep going, but I just want to make the point, and I've talked about this with Nathan Reynolds, my guest, who escaped the Reynolds Illuminati family, and he's turned his light and his life to Christ. And he literally is saving souls by telling the truth. And we talked about necromancers just recently, Hillary Clinton being a necromancer. Leviticus 19.31, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out. 
and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. You can read the rest of the verses about contacting the dead on the screen here. And the point is, is that that altar at best looks like a voodoo altar. And at worst, it looks like a satanic altar, Michael. I think so too. So what I said in my report, I said, look, um, there is absolutely no way that this organization ever should have received a grant. And quite honestly, any organization that would engage in the, the worship of demons should be permanently banned from funding from the Catholic Church altogether. There's no way this should have ever happened. And if the CCHD, as it claims, vetted this organization, then they are 100% complicit in what they are doing. But that's not the only thing that we found. We found that from 2013 all the way through the present, they've been promoting this eco-queer ideology. So they're promoting transgenderism in conjunction with their agricultural movement. So they have these these papers that were written, eco-queer movement uh, entails a, a loose-knit, often decentralized set of political and social activists identifying as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, whatever. Uh, they, they have all sorts of other things where they were promoting transgenderism and they have a, in 2021, they told people that they should be supporting the farms of queer and trans folks during pride month, uh, in just recently, this, this was, uh, just this past March, they posted something online, uh, that, that shows all this, you know, peace out loud. It's a transgender anti-racist kind of thing. And one of the things in this meme, it says, building anti-racist, queer, and trans non-monogamy. So here they're actually promoting um, polyamory within the trans and homosexual communities. So it's it's a uh, this is completely against church teaching. This this there is nothing Catholic about this group. In fact, it's anti-Catholic. And the fact that it got these grants is just staggering. Well, it's stunning, and uh, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that the CCHD has ties to Saul Alinsky. What did you say the inspiration for CCHD was essentially Saul Alinsky? I mean, the author of Rules for Radical, and there's another Hillary Clinton connection, by the way. Yep. So also a, uh, a Barack Obama connection. So Saul Alinsky was a good friend with a guy named Monsignor Jack Egan, and Jack Egan was a priest in the Archdiocese of Chicago, and the two of them were talking about how Saul Alinsky was having a hard time raising funds. And Jack said, you know what? I'll bet we could raise funds through a fundraising campaign within the church and we could support your initiatives. Saul Alinsky thought that was a great idea. So they went to the, the archbishop and the archbishop said, go ahead and try. And they raised a ton of money, gave it to Saul Alinsky. Well, the priest who was in charge at the, or who was, I think, the vicar general of the Chicago Archdiocese of Chicago was Father Joseph Bernardin, Father Joseph Bernardin, who then became Cardinal Bernardin of the Archdiocese of New, New, uh, Chicago, he then became the Secretary General of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, and he convinced the USCCB, hey, you know, we did this collection in Chicago, we should do it on a national scale. And they did, and it was the single largest collection that they ever conducted within the Catholic Church. And they've been raising millions of dollars for Saul Alinsky's community organizing groups ever since. Now, I mentioned Barack Obama. Barack Obama was a an executive director for uh, one of the affiliates of what's called the Gamaliel Foundation. G the Gamaliel Foundation is one of the CCHD's most favorite organizations to give funding to. We even found a check 
<clears throat> a friend of mine actually found it because he was working at the Archdiocese of Chicago, found a check from the Archdiocese to Barack Obama for Saul Alinsky training. Uh, so the connections are very, very clear. And uh, unfortunately, and I, as a as a lifelong practicing Catholic, I love my faith. I love my church. I still do. But this is abominable. And we have funded the enemies of this country. We have funded the enemies of our faith. And, and the reason I'm sound, sounding the alarm on this is because it's got to stop. Friends, pardon the brief interruption. Just a quick word about our sponsor. Just when you thought it was safe, interest rates spiked and new threats have come out of nowhere. Tensions are boiling from Asia to Europe and adapting to this turmoil is the key to safeguarding your wealth. Perhaps you've not considered gold before, but now is the time. It's insurance, and right now, you need some insurance. Noble Gold Investments has been protecting investors from disaster for years with precious metals. So if you're worried, it might be time to take a fresh look at gold and silver. Gold is a multi-century proven safe haven to shield your portfolio. And right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free three ounce silver American virtue coin with its new IRAs this month. If you open your Noble Gold Investments IRA or 401k rollover right now, you can claim your coin today. Remember, crisis brews, gold insulates. Secure yourself and your portfolio against the threats. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. And and the reason I'm sound, sounding the alarm on this is because it's got to stop. Yeah, it's got to stop. And I like what you said there, because at first I bumped on it. You said, we have funded our enemies. And I thought, well, wait, in this context, that's not right. The Vatican has, but the Vatican did so through tithes. So good Christians, good Catholics tithing back to the church and their own money is being used against them. A hundred thousand in tithes to a group that literally prays to demons. Guys, get this. The Lepano Institute's report also reveals that planting justice regularly promotes sexual perverse ideologies such as eco-queer movements, gender justice, Pride Month, and get this, even queer and trans non-monogamy all on the Catholic believer's dime. Queer and trans non-monogamy. So it's bad enough that it's men sleeping with men or women or God even knows what it is at this point. Men identifying as women, sleeping with women who identify as men. They don't even have to be monogamous, according to this group. In fact, it's better that they not be so. Why? Because they want to destroy the family. They want to destroy the nuclear family, Michael, which is one of the tenets, the 17 tenets of communism. Yes, that's exactly it. And I've been sounding that alarm for the better part of 16 years. The, the big attack that's taking place right now from the communist side of things is to push as much grave sexual immorality as they possibly can. They want all the pornography. They want all of the transgenderism. They want all the contraception and abortion because they have to demolish the family. Why? Because the family is the image of God himself. God is three. If, if you look at the Holy Family, you've got Mary, Joseph, and Christ. Okay. Mary, Joseph, and Christ represent the Holy Trinity. Joseph represents God the Father. Mary, being the true spouse of the Holy Spirit, represents the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, having two natures, both divine and human, represents himself in both instances. So it is the Holy Trinity in the Holy Family, and our families are a reflection of that. Now, the devil can't hurt God, but he can hurt God through hurting us. And that's why he wants to destroy the image and likeness of God by destroying the Holy Family. Well, that's right. And that's why they prey on children. See, Laura Logan has covered this in detail. The reason these Satanists 
prey on children is because they can't hurt God directly, but they can hurt God through hurting his children. They can affect yep. God. They believe they can hurt God. They can kill God is what they're trying to do, believe it or not. So let's talk about this. So, so often I talk about the Vatican, Washington, D.C., and the city of London being the three planks of the New World Order. But I need to add to that. We have Geneva, Switzerland, the seat of Satan at this point, it looks like, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and above all of those groups, the Committee of 300, and at the very top, perhaps, well, maybe it is the Committee of 300 at the very top, but right at the top is the Bank for International Settlements. So the banksters, the Zionist banksters, and by the way, I think these may be the same banksters who did the Vatican banking. So they've had a chummy relationship for centuries, haven't they? They have. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned the Vatican Bank. The Vatican Bank uh, is involved in multiple scandals currently, one having to do with China because uh, the Vatican orchestrated some sort of deal with China where they're getting billions of dollars a year. And in return, uh the Vatican turned around and said to the Chinese uh, Communist Party, well, if you want to go ahead and uh, pick our bishops over there, go ahead. And that's how it's been working ever since. So the Chinese communists are are gleeful. They're saying, oh, we we're happy to give you billions of dollars so that we can pick our own our own bishops so that we can then draw in as many of the, the faithful Catholics, change their religion entirely with our own communist stooges and reimagine what Catholicism is, make it into the image and likeness of the Chinese Communist Party. The um, So the Vatican Bank is part of what bankrolled that or, or orchestrated that deal. But on top of that, uh, the Vatican Bank, I don't know if you're aware, was embroiled in a massive scandal back in the 1970s when the banker who was in charge was found hanging from a bridge in, in Rome. Or, or mm -hmm. I think it was in London, actually. He was hanging from a bridge. And that was all connected to Freemasonry because the Vatican, the, the, the ones who ran the Vatican Bank for quite a long time were all Masons. They were involved in P2 Masonry. Uh, there, there's a lot more to the scandal and there's a lot more that we could go into. But um, it's interesting that the Vatican Bank seems to be embroiled in the center of a lot of these different issues. Yeah, the Vatican Bank. I've always been curious about the tie between the House of Rothschild and the Vatican Bank. And by the way, guys, when I was mentioning sort of that litany of the enemies aligned against humanity, the Vatican, the UN, Washington, D.C., City of London, etc., I should have added to the mix Israel and the Mossad and, of course, the CIA. So the war is now being clearly waged against we the people, and it's serving to wake up a lot of people. That's the good news. I want to do a screen share, and let's hear a little bit about this problem from Stu Peters and perhaps it'll even propel further discussion here about the problem. The Vatican is in bed with the World Economic Forum ushering in Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset, which means if that is allowed to come to pass, we the people will live like those in the third world. Okay? The goal is not to lift up the third world, guys. No, the goal is to bring down the living standards of those of us who live in the West, if we're to survive at all. Here's Stu Peters. Great schism is taking place in the Roman Catholic Church right now. Former Pope Benedict XVI just died recently, and now his final book of his career has been published after his death. For a decade, people have wondered about why exactly Benedict resigned as Pope back in 2013. One of the most popular theories, with some of the most evidence for it, is that Benedict was basically pushed out by the gay cabal inside of the Vatican. According to longtime Vatican reporter Frederick Martel, who wrote the book In the Closet of the Vatican, this cabal is an open secret. As many as 80% of the top cardinals and administrators in the Vatican are gay. Their underlings are gay. 
elite gays promote other gays to succeed them. Being gay is the fastest way to rise up in the Vatican hierarchy. Being gay doesn't even have to mean being liberal, by the way, at least not publicly. According to Martel, the men on both sides of the big debates within the church are gay. The most pro-gay ones of all, he says, are actually the straight people in the Vatican. Remember the church sex abuse scandals of the past 20 years? Almost all of the victims are young boys, not young girls. One of the biggest reasons that there's so many cover-ups is that if gay priests got exposed, it might in turn expose the gay bishops above them. And if things are bad now, they're poised to get a whole lot worse. Let me pause it there, and let me ask you for your thoughts on what you've heard so far, because I have a personal anecdote to share. But uh, I guess this makes sense, right? If, if what is being said here by Stu Peters and uh, what is being written about in that book is correct, then it makes sense that that organization, the CCHD, is funding all of these trans and gay movements, right? You bet. They're funding gay and trans movements. Um, and, and actually, if you look at Catholic Relief Services and a bunch of these other Catholic charitable institutions, they're involved with the perversion of children by introducing them to graphic sex education programs. Um, we actually have a, a document that we just recently obtained from Africa where CRS was encouraging young men to masturbate as a form of safe sex. So um, and and of course, that that's a gateway into other forms of sexual perversion. So it's it's not surprising but it's um, it's deeply upsetting because all of this goes against fundamental, absolutely fundamental Catholic moral teaching and the understanding of the human sexuality, the human body, and the human family. Well, that's right. And instead of humbling themselves before the Creator, they're doing the exact opposite, and they're preying on children. You know the passage, better to have a millstone tied around your neck and be thrown into the ocean than hurt one of these little ones who would believeth in me. And that's what they're doing. They're preying on children. And by the way, it should come as no surprise, I guess, given this conversation we're having, that the United Nations seeks to legalize pedophilia. They want to make it legal for anybody within 10 years of age to have sex, meaning a 19-year-old can have sex with a 9-year-old, and then we're to believe the 9-year-old gave consent. That's how twisted these people are. I mean, it, they really want to take us back to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, Michael. Right. And and one of the things that we have to understand is that this infiltration started back in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, there was a woman who was a communist in the or she was a, an active, high ranking member of the Communist Party in the United States named Bella Dodd. And part of her job was to encourage young communist radicals to join seminaries so that they could start rising in the ranks to to pervert church teaching, to pervert the uh, the ideologies of Catholics, move them away from uh, from living a good, faithful Catholic life and being more engrossed in what they called social justice. And uh, the the perversion of social justice has really turned into embracing and adopting sin as a way of life. Um, but in, in encouraging these these young radicals, these young communists, she was also encouraging homosexuals uh, to join the, the, the seminaries so that they would rise through the ranks, take over various seminaries and encourage others. There's a great book by a man named Michael Rose called Goodbye Good Men, which is about how homosexuals took over seminaries throughout the United States and created their own little homosexual factories for for uh, creating these homosexual priests who then became the perverts that abused all those children. So you start putting these dots together and you have the perfect storm that we're witnessing right now. 
the Vatican and these local dioceses have been infiltrated by these gay men. And so it does detract from the word of God, especially when they go down this channel, when they go down this path, and they remove biblical truth from the teachings altogether, and they fund organizations who are meant to destroy the nuclear family. They're trying to destroy Western civilization, Michael, aren't they? Absolutely, they are. They're trying to... Uh... They're, they're, they're trying to mock the church and, and make it into something she's not. They're trying to tell people, oh, the church is embracing of homosexuals. The church is embracing of all these different things that are that are completely contrary to the moral foundation of the Catholic church and make it into something she's not. They're, at the end of the day, they are destroying the moral authority of the church. But at the same time, what they're doing is they're elevating Pope Francis as if he's some sort of Soviet dictator of the Catholic Church to then impose his moral ideology on the church and say, you know what? We all need to get in, in, involved with climate change. We need to get involved with open border immigration. We need to get involved with uh, this redistribution of wealth because there are too many wealthy people. So all of this, and this is why I believe firmly that, that Pope Francis, unfortunately, is a communist. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what all of this does, it's, it's, it's the essence of the false prophet who is reigning in the Antichrist. If, if, if Pope Francis is not proclaiming Christ and drawing souls to Christ for the salvation of souls, but is trying to in some way baptize the world and draw everybody into a worldly union to follow a worldly leader so that we can have a worldly form of salvation, then what he is doing is not preaching Christ. He's preaching the world, which is the very definition of being a false prophet. Let me show something that might help people. I couldn't more highly recommend people watch this. You can head over to my site, thephaser.com, and watch Europa, The Last Battle. And I think you guys will find it very interesting that uh, there seems to be one group that's behind so many of the ills throughout human history. And it's a group that has really infiltrated every aspect of our government and our society, and perhaps the Vatican at this point. And you guys will recall that 17th letter of the alphabet that continues to be maligned by the mainstream media who said, follow the bloodlines. Michael, can you help us understand if we follow the bloodlines? Who is Pope Francis, really? Who is this man? Uh, that's a difficult question because the, the, very, the information that we have to go by is very scant. Uh, there is an indication that he might be a Freemason. Um, there have been allusions to that. There's no proof, but there are allusions. I do believe firmly that he's a socialist uh, and possibly even a communist based upon what he says, what he does and what he supports. That's something that we can substantiate. Um, who his parents were, his parents were Italian immigrants that, that relocated to Argentina, Buenos Aires. So Pope Francis is Italian blood. He's not actually Argentinian. Uh, so his parents went to Argentina right about the time that uh, Italy was purging itself of its socialists. So there's a strong possibility that um, Mr. and Mrs. Bergoglio were fleeing from Italy because they were socialists. Can't prove it, but that seems to be the case. Uh, they of course, raised Jorge Bergoglio, 
under Juan Perón uh, or under the leadership of Juan Perón anyway. And, and so he certainly has adopted Juan Perón's style of leadership. And one of the anecdotes that I tell people is that Juan Perón, while he was driving to the airport once, his, his driver turned to him and said, which route should I take? And Juan Perón said, signal right, turn left. And this is definitely what, what uh, Pope Francis does. He signals right, says things like uh, abortion is is uh, inadmissible. You can't commit abortion. Abortion is is uh, murder for hire, he says. Uh, he even says things like women can't be ordained as deacons. Women's ordination is never a possibility. But then he opens the door for those things to happen, and he continues to allow people who promote these things to come into the church and to give presentations and to be an active, involved participant, while at the same time he does things like silence um, uh, Bishop Strickland or, or silence Cardinal Burke or some of the other good prelates who are standing up and standing for Catholic orthodoxy. So he signals right and he turns left. And and it seems to be his his general style of operating or operating. Well, I just want to pay it forward and uh, talk a little bit about the Lepanto Institute and ask how people can support you, because literally until he comes, until Jesus Christ himself returns, things are going to get worse before they get better. And it's extremely sad. By the way, I think I found my background art for the uh, thumbnail for this conversation. It's Satan himself <laughs> stitching together an LGBTQ flag. So the Lepanto Institute, you're an organization people need to support. How do we do that, Michael? If you go to our website, lepantoin.org, that's L-E-P-A-N-T-O-I-N.org, sign up for our newsletter. We have a donate button because we're completely donor-driven. We don't have any grants. We don't have any uh, major donors who are constantly keeping us afloat. It's just through the generosity of common people who help keep us going. Uh, we have a general... Uh, charity reports list that I highly encourage people check out. If you want to know if your organ, if your favorite charity is engaged in any activities that are promoting abortion, contraception, homosexuality, transgenderism, Marxism, or heresy, or even paganism, as we found with this one group, take a look at our charity reports list. It's right there at the top of our website. Um, and we have a list currently of about 130 different organizations that we have personally vetted and we, uh, we have them all marked whether they're promoting something bad. And if they're safe, if they're marked safe, just click the name of the organization. It'll take you straight to the organization's website. If they're marked not safe, click the name of the organization. It'll take you to a highly detailed report page explaining exactly why we have marked them not safe. Well, God bless you, sir. And I do appreciate your time today. I want to point this out too. So the United Nations Climate Change COP28 conference is happening right now. Uh, it just reminds me of the fact that these people want to enslave humanity, and we just need to drive that point home. United Nations Agenda 2030 is the climate action plan to destroy you and your family and your livelihood and your access to what they call fossil fuels. And once they take those fuels away, they're not going to replace them with anything else, folks. They're going to innovate to zero. And as Bill Gates famously said in that TED Talk, one of the things they want to innovate to zero along with carbon emissions is population. It's no joke. And one last thing I'll say about the Pope as I'm coming back to you, Michael, to say our goodbyes is, you know, we posited, is he a socialist? Is he a communist? Not sure which, probably both, but he's also a totalitarian fascist because he's going to continue to enjoy his wealth at the Vatican. He's not going to change his way of life. Neither are the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers or anybody else like Bill Gates who's trumpeting all of this. We, the people, must die to save Mother Earth while they fly around in private jets. I'll give you the last word, sir. 
Uh, that's that's exactly right. And uh, one thing that I will tell people is that as dark as it is, we can't lose hope because the fact of the matter is, uh, if God God said, our Lord said that uh, the servant is not greater than the master. And what he endured, what he went through, we also will go through. But at the end of it, he also rose from the dead. And we too will rise from the dead one day only to face judgment based upon our actions and our love of God and fellow man. And if we follow God's precepts, as he said, if you love me, you will follow my commandments. So love God, love the Lord. Don't worry about the things that are going on so much, but do pay attention so that you can be forearmed and forewarned. Well, thank you for the work you're doing, and thanks for sounding the alarm. We need more people like you on our side. Michael Hitchburn, guys, he's the president of Lepanto Institute. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you and your audience. God bless you, sir. And friends, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll remind you every single day for free, as usual, 24-7. Hit us up directly at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird, mainstream media, United Nations lies. Bye-bye. The government in the United States of America is uh, perpetuating a lie. So we have a government built upon lies, a system built upon lies, and therefore a the truth is a crime when you have an when you live in an empire built on lies. And so what you and I are living through right now is the final stages of the implementation of Alice Bailey's ten point strategic plan for a new world order. 